1: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 259 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, and as always, from Easton, Pennsylvania, Willie has officially moved back home. Um, I don't know if he's in management. Or anything like that, but he's not back, and I don't think he's coming back, personally. That's because three of my flights
0: on this trip have gotten rerouted or delayed or whatever, and what'd you get, like an inch
1: of ice down there? We got, we got, (laughs) um, like a quarter inch of ice. It got, I mean, I don't know. We got the East Coasters here. It's, It's me, it's Kyle, it's Dan. You're in Easton. To me, this is nothing. They canceled everything. Schools. I don't even know if the hospital is open. I think it's just – I think they declared martial law. There's just military police, and I don't even know – Legally, are we allowed to be doing this show? This could be our first ever (laughs) illegal broadcast because the way Austin people react to this kind of weather, uh, I'm pretty convinced that no one else is is allowed to be out. But we're here. We're we're bringing the people – what they need the show they want especially after the weekend we just had in wrestling
0: yeah shut down the whole town because there's heavy winds
1: yeah get it so we're all here willie's not coming home um and i don't know what else to say about it i've i've come to terms with it at this point that my friend now lives in a different part of the country and he's he's gonna be my friend no matter what kyle and dan are you on board with this Dan has a new haircut, but same, different haircut. He still gives thumbs up on radio shows, though, to, to signify <coughs> something. He just gave another thumbs up, Willie. That's like back-to-back shows where I ask him a question, and he gives a thumbs up on a radio show, completely <laughs> yeah. forgetting the whole medium in which people are consuming the show.
0: That will always be the case. I have to get back, though. I'm, I'm going to get back because we have a big weekend coming up, uh, and we're we have we have – plans to do man stuff like cook meat and watch wrestling
1: how are you gonna cook from easton dog i'm gonna get back i'm pretty woke on you not being there all right but that's that's
0: next weekend let's talk about what just happened because it was insane
1: yeah we should first um why don't we begin on friday evening um sharknado was actually um more violent than i expected um more violent than maybe the sharknado movies that preceded it because Nathan Tomasello went bully beat down on Lizak. It was ugly, start to finish. Um, you, you could you could see in the first period that Lizak was was I don't know not gonna be able to keep that pace that, that Tomasello was setting. So
0: well, don't you think that was like you know other than just okay smack him on the butt, Neda go out there and and kicks a butt. Don't you think it was a Premeditated thing like this is our plan. Push the pace; he will wear down, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, I haven't seen Nathan. Well, isn't Tom- that
1: the Nathan Tomasello, like game plan like in all matches? Uh,
0: no, I wouldn't say so. Um, I, I the, the pace was high. When's the last time you saw Nathan wrestle that high of a pace? I'm uh-huh. not saying that he. I'm not saying that he's typically slow paced, but. I thought that was clearly. I mean, it was higher pace than normal. Okay,
1: I would disagree strongly, Kyle. Okay. Yeah, I think NATO wrestles
2: like that literally every single time.
1: Yeah. You, just, you just can't shoot. You can't shoot that much against Gilman because you don't break through the head hands there in, in a way you can do it. You can't get through on Corey Clark like that. But I mean, you. It's not necessarily taking shots though. I don't know, man. I don't know what you're watching. Just, I'll get you some Nathan Tomasello footage, but
0: okay. I've seen plenty of Nathan Tomasello footage. He was, and it was clear that it was clear to me that he was going high pace, not just with not with shots and attacks, but his hand fighting, picking up. I mean, I, I think it was preordained, pre premeditated.
1: Okay, um, understood.
0: So, NATO wins. We both picked NATO,
1: right? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. You got lucky because McKee did not um, wrestle, so you got to keep pace with me there. Um, And then 41, really. Yeah, what the heck. What the heck indeed. I mean, it started off kind of how I expected, you know, McKenna staying safe, um, simple double leg takedown, no room for scrambles on that double, that's his best attack. And then... Goes under, which I didn't think anything of it. Go- him going under, that seemed like the reasonable choice for McKenna. And then mm-hmm. well, he is... The one thing that is so crazy is how he was basically away, nearly had a reversal. Maybe he could have just taken the escape in the second. Um, they had that scramble on the edge. And it's like, okay, he's, he's nearly away. Then he grambies and just... I don't... It, it's weird... I've never seen that scenario where a guy Granby's right into a tilt basically and gives up four and then again it happens another Granby tilt for four and I mean at that point you kind of see uh, McKenna is not built to come back more right. than, more than one takedown deficit that's that's one of his um, w- weaknesses. His style, he's not a turner on top. He's not good on top. He's not particularly dynamic upper body. And he doesn't wrestle a style to where you can get three, four takedowns quick in rapid succession. And that wouldn't even have done the job uh, down eight to one, two or whatever the, the score was. So I think I just leave this um, that, that match continuing to think Joey McKenna's is a great wrestler in the absolute wrong weight class. Um, I've never seen a weight. Look look at the entire landscape of NCAA wrestling. Find me a weight with this many elite scrambling and top wrestlers. There's no other weight with this kind of a composition. Uh, none. And McKenna is in another weight. Maybe at 149 even. I feel like he's going to fit a lot better with those guys. Going with the kolodziks And even I, I could see... McKenna given a Brandon Sorensen a, a match, right? I think that would be close. But he's you got the Ironman, Meredith, um, Heil, Yanni now, all these scramblers, and Tommy Thorne, of course. And I just think he's he's a guy in a in the wrong way, and I think it's really rearing itself. Uh yeah, I mean in retrospect,
0: would you rather have stylistically would you rather have Keyshawn at 41 and Joey at
1: 49 maybe I mean Keyshawn is that scrambling type right he is a um, top wrestler he can he makes finishes a little more difficult maybe than than McKenna does but then I wonder with with Keyshawn is he just kind of a an inferior version of those elite scramblers or maybe he would be uh, among the premier ones. And for all we know, McKenna could get it together, get fifth place, and, you know, this was a stupid conversation, a waste of time, but I don't know. We He didn't place last year. He hasn't wrestled anyone this year. He wrestles his first guy of note this year, and t- really, I, you didn't see any improvement or anything to suggest, like, this will go differently than it did in the previous year. But then again... He was third as a freshman.
0: It's tough to handicap because, um, you you could use this as a as a referendum for what Joey is right now, or you could say, what's the odds Joey McKenna gets turned twice in a match? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I don't.
1: know. I, I don't know. I suppose. I suppose. I mean. Um, yeah. I don't know how many times he's been turned twice in a match. Probably probably not happened in college. How did
0: it, how did it affect? Okay, so Nick Lee plugs in at number eight, and Joey with his loss mm-hmm. drops to number 11. I didn't even look yet. How did that affect the team rankings? Did it affect them at all?
1: Um, I actually haven't seen his uh, pivot table. I, I think Ohio State is still in first, at least points-wise.
0: Yes, I'm looking at it now. So, Ohio State one twenty-seven, Penn State one fourteen and a half. So it tightened up.
1: Yeah, and a little bit. Yes, it did. I, I'm, uh, I'm starting to think it's going to be Penn State this year. Um, just trends. Nick Lee. I think Nick, Nick Lee is a guy that. I mean, I think he could be fifth or sixth. I want to see him how he fits in with those. With that top five of Meredith Jack, Yanni Dean, and uh, Ironman.
0: Well, I'd like to think I don't know. I'd like to think that I know, but the reality is I don't know. That that weight is so goofy and Nick Lee and Joey McKenna is so pivotal. Mm. There's so much there's so much parody there that if if Nick Lee outplaces Joey McKenna, I'm not surprised. If Joey McKenna outplaces Nick Lee, I'm not surprised. So uh I don't think I can make any pick there quite yet.
1: Sure. So the rest of that duel, nothing much of note. Um, Keyshawn got it done, but not against Bly's. It was actually Minnesota's third string, 49. So nothing much to make of that. 57, Micah Short was close, and then Micah's pace just melted short, and he just got a lot of takedowns in the third. Um, Won't go match by match, but yet to Shane Campbell... And Wanzek. wanzek has been a guy. Maybe I think he's one of the more underrated NCAA wrestlers, or maybe underappreciated, unknown. Um, he's legit. He's beaten. He's beaten some guys now. He he just gave Imar a real test first of all, and he's beaten Isaiah White. He beat Tashan Campbell. Um, I think he's got a really tough style. He's hard nosed. He's good on top at riding. He's tough to score on. He's got decent attacks. So I think I think Wanzak, the the real takeaway is Wanzak's maybe better than we realized. But for Campbell, um, you know, I, I don't know if he's made the jumps, right? This is a guy, I think he was probably ranked in the top eight at one point in the year. Now he's kind of fallen outside of the top ten. And are they going to get meaningful points there, you know? It's now a question if Ohio State's going to get real meaningful points at 41 as well. So as you start to see that... In conjunction with a Shakur Rashid at 197, who looks like a, a potential top five guy um, to me. Now, he and Cassar are still splitting time, but between Shakur and his emergence and Nick Lee and as good as he looks, uh, albeit against Sal Perfasi and, and Javier Gasca, don't don't forget he lost to Brock Zacherl this year. Um, but still, he's beaten Albert. He looked great at the scuffle, even in defeat to Kefeller. I think those are two things that are trending the right way. And in conjunction with Penn State's track record of what they typically do in March, it's it's gonna be real tough for Ohio State.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Well let's talk about this though. I mean we're we're saying we're saying Joey McKenna takes an unexpected loss or, or not an unexpected loss, yeah. but a loss that lowers his stock. We're saying Tayshawn Campbell maybe losses to Richie Lewis, losses uh, to one Zach was saying, oh, maybe come down on Ohio State a little bit. Now, I'm not saying come down on Penn State, but <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, but this wasn't their finest duel.
1: No, no, it wasn't their finest duel, for sure.
0: Um, Bo had a close one. Pantaleo had a lead against uh, uh, Nolf, right? Oh, so, we're
1: talking about, I'm sorry, you're talking about Penn State Michigan now. So yeah um yeah.
0: so I'm saying I'm saying McKenna loses, Tisha loses. Okay. we're talking about
1: that. Yeah I know what Dooley, I know what Dooley referring to. Yeah so I mean no, really Nolf, the the Nlf Pentelio match is the probably the most interesting one for, for me at least because literally on Thursday we had a fan question where we're like, is there anyone other than Kemmerer that can keep this to a major right? And we said no collectively. We're like, no, there's no one. And then, literally, that the next night, Pentelio gets two t- out takedowns, Jason Nolf
3: yeah, in a match, yeah.
1: and loses by two. And to me, I, I don't know what to make of it. I I really felt like nolf was insanely offensive that match. I mean, as as hard as he typically snaps, fakes, all that stuff, I thought his m- movement was at another level. And even still, in spite of that, the I guess it just shows that Pentelio is really a tough guy to score on. And Nolf had to just dig deep and win a different way, which is part of what makes Nolf one of the best wrestlers we've seen at the NCAA level. Um but it was curious to me that again with these choices, Willie, we talk about taking bottom. Yeah. Pentelio gets taken down in the first, okay, gets ridden out. Ridden hard, never anything resembling an escape was imminent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second period. Um, I forget who had choice. I guess Nolf had choice and got away. I could be completely misremembering. Yeah, it must have been that. Okay. Nolf gets away. Pentelio gets two takedowns. Okay? Alright. Things are looking okay on our feet. It's a one point match going into the third. Riding time not a factor currently for Nolf. And he goes under, and Nolf rides him out, and you mm-hmm. lose the match. Yep. I just don't understand why we're – why are you going there with that guy? And I know he's not Zane on top. He's not a limb remover, but you got to – well, first of all, you felt it. It wasn't a mystery that he can ride you hard, right? And then you already know, first of all – You already know. You were – I mean, you have the
0: takedown differential, Right, right. And and go on your feet, go on your feet where you're doing well, as opposed to going underneath, and you might not get out, like you didn't get out in the first period. And
1: and, and okay, that's what so and not only that, not only might you not get out, but here's the other scenarios. Here's if it's five five, you still have to take him down. You still
0: have to take him down. Okay,
1: and. Additionally, let's say you got away, but if he rode you for a, a minute, then you gave up riding time. So th- mm-hmm. there's so many different ways you could lose it, it could it could blow up in your face and not work out. And to see them um make that decision. That was
0: that was that was the whole premise of my tweet a couple weeks ago and I'm not I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that I'm smarter or a better coach than anybody in Division I, especially not Sean Bormat or, or the staff at Michigan.
1: You can't even win a, a bald-off with Sean Bormat. He's, he's, his baldness is so much better than yours, Willie.
0: I just don't get it. Uh, with all the things, it, it, it's a risk going on and bottom, and it ties you up. If, if anything, it ties you up from scoring on your feet. Uh, you know, two or more. I mean, you're going to have to work to get
1: out. It's so, not easy anymore underneath there. So that was a weird uh, match. Cinzo, Cinzo against Cento. Massa. Mm-hmm. Vincenzo looked at, outstanding. Massa did not look great to me. I mean, I, I said it since Massa came out of high school. He takes way too many straight-on shots, no setup, straight on shots. But it works for him. But mm-hmm. against against Vincenzo, it just looked like, what are you like the shots for whatever reason really stuck out to me like man this is not gonna this is not gonna work on this guy you cannot just go under this dude and and horse a finish like this is Vincenzo Joseph and so do you chalk up a little bit to a rust factor with Massa who we haven't seen since Vegas I'll chalk a little bit up to that but I'm I'm just more on the side that Vincenzo is getting better right Mm -hmm. he was he Put it all together at NCAs last year. We saw that after he didn't, he wasn't the best guy all year. He lost to Subject and he lost to Imar a couple of times. I think he had another loss in there. But to see him kind of maybe pulling away from Massa, and to also see, and here's another reason where I'm I'm thinking Penn State, I, Imar, I don't know, man. I I don't know if he's got that. I don't know if it's if it's a plateau thing. I don't know if maybe just just a couple of matches I've seen of him, but he hasn't looked the same to me. To see him win a four against Wanzak, who I just said is one of the more underrated guys, was a, that was a little telling to me. And I'm starting to think, man, maybe Chinsel's just going to do it again and and uh, beat Imar once more.
0: I don't know. I don't know if I put that much stock into Imar uh, not looking like a juggernaut. I mean. It's a long season. The kid's been through everything. Sometimes it's a little tired. It's a little tough to get fired up. Imar will be fired up
1: in March. Um, I don't know. It's not I, really a yeah. fire. It's not really a fire question for me. It's is Chinzo trending up? Chinzo already beat him, and he was a freshman, and he appears to be improving. He looks. Almost impossible score. I mean, those are two like just absolute brutes. I mean, in terms of physical strength, oh my gosh, Vincenzo. That's where I think Imar can beat. Uh, Imar maybe struggles with Vincenzo because he's like one of the only physical beings who can match what he can do to an extent physically from a like just brutality level. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, Chenzo's, Chenzo's amazing. And I don't think that if Chenzo beats him again, it's because Imar wasn't. Imard isn't improve or plateaued or whatever. Vincenzo is that good. I think we took his early season losses last year, his his close matches with Massa in the semis or whatever it was, um, and we sort of was like, okay, Vincenzo, Joseph, very good, but kind of an improbable run that we, we might not see again. I mean, some people, the dust settles on that weekend in March last year, uh, much the way people were saying about Darian Cruz, is like, okay, good tournament, but I don't think he's going to repeat. Well, somebody forgot to tell Vincenzo Joseph that he's not allowed to improve upon that, right? So Vincenzo's getting better too.
1: Okay. So I don't exactly understand where you land on that, but um, we can move on from 65. 74? I don't know what was so difficult Mark, about Mark Hall looks like he's just... Uh, he was ha- handling mean um, and then a couple points towards the end make it look closer than it really was. Um, but but again, just not the best version of Penn State I thought start to finish. And anytime you say something like that, it's like oh you're not giving credit to the other team. You're not giving credit to Michigan. I I don't know what to tell you. Watch basically every Penn State match this year against good competition and not as good competition. Etc. They weren't finishing matches. Um, to see Nolf get taken down twice and and need to ride out to win. To see Mark Hall give up those points. To see Bo Nickel pushed by Abinader. The next match we'll get to right now. Um, and really, the I mean anyone that watched the end of that match is like, how are these not takedowns? Um, to me, it looked. I thought they were. But more surprising than anything is that there was no challenge for, for any of those exchanges for Abinader and nickel.
0: Yeah. I mean, there was, there was some still shots that showed, you know, no reaction time Abinader had to, um, and it looked, they look clear from the still shots for what that's worth. But, um, I guess they could have challenged there. Um, it does it I mean, we talk often about where people are at in the season, but, um, Sometimes teams are up and sometimes teams are down. I don't think that Penn State we ever really saw down. Do you consider they they had an off match overall, Christian?
1: Uh, I think when you see it in a couple guys, when you see it in North, Hall, and Bo, and and Neville still doesn't look right. Um, yeah, I think, but
0: Neville's hasn't looked quite right on year. True. Um because, I mean, we saw Michigan – remember a couple of years ago, Oklahoma went into Michigan and, and beat them pretty good. And then, um, you know, Michigan was way better than what they were at the time. And then earlier this year, uh, earlier this year they went into Lehigh, and they just – they looked not great. And now they look good. So, I mean, things can be cyclical within the course of a season.
1: Right, but you just don't see that with Penn State. They're With
0: Penn State, right. That's
1: like a – we've actually discussed this on the show this year. It's like they're the only team – that just has no matches like that. And really, this is as close as it gets. And they were winning the matches. Uh, they won all the matches, basically, that they were supposed to win. Right? They didn't lose. Nick Lee won. He was supposed to win. Zayn, Nolf, Mark, Shinzo, Bo won. Shakur Rashid dominated a returning All-American. And then Neville's lost to Kuhn, who he was ne- you know, not going to beat on his best day, in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what you make of that. If you can call it an off-ish match, it's as close as I think we'll get with Penn State, at least.
0: So, all right, let's get to the big one.
1: Oh, what's the big one?
0: Oh, in case you missed it, Oklahoma State wrestled
1: Iowa. Oh, yeah, that was big. That was big. I don't know if you're talking about a big singular match. So, let's, let's begin at, at 125 with... the the match people were most excited about. And not your standard 10-5 win, as as I saw it. Um, Spencer came out hot, red hot, high crotch, doubles off, easy finish, gets the finish out of bounds, roll through tilt, four more, 6-0, pitch gets away, uh, go behind takedown. I forget if this second one was in the second or third period. Um, it was in a second. And- Spencer,
0: Spencer came out gangbusters, didn't he, boy? I mean, right away, uh, very physical. Getting to it gets to that. And Spencer gets to that uh, Russian Russian tie like on everybody and with ease. But I was impressed with Spencer's physicality early.
1: Yeah, and then it's just like boom—he got up real big, major decision territory, and it's like the question is like, are you gonna? are you going to build your lead or or protect your lead and he he elected i mean maybe it's an apparent just appearance alone but it's like okay i got i got my points so i'm good right and that was uh yeah i thought the third period was really weird and i i thought it was really
0: weird on both parties um spencer looked a little tentative but pitch didn't Dude was pitch is great on top. And he was like almost not sure. He didn't commit to anything. He didn't commit to any tilt. He
1: didn't commit to any ride. Well, I would disagree with that. Um he had a mm. he had a cradle locked up towards the end. He, he oh, I'm aggressive. not talking about
0: that. I'm talking oh, about well. I'm talking about Spencer <laughs> choose. It's not a ride. I'm talking about Spencer chooses bottom, right? Uh-huh. Pitch. Pitch sets up on top. He sort of, like, looks for something. Pitch usually goes right to a tilt, try to cr- cross-wrist tilt or something. And uh, both guys looked really tentative for the first minute of that uh, third
1: period. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and maybe he was thinking, do I go catch and release? I mean, he's not that... That's
0: That's what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah. And, you know, p- pitch is good. Pitch is good on top, for sure. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's fatigue Coach Brand's it was interesting to me because Spencer the 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 thing with Spencer is he's small, right? He's small. That's what I've thought. He doesn't weigh very much. I don't know if he walks around over 130. I think he's like that one, was, 128. That was maybe
0: one of the that was maybe one of the questions of do you start him as a red shirt? I mean I mean that was the narrative, right? I mean, he might need to gain some size.
1: Right. And then Coach Brand says, Yeah, we're still figuring out the hour weigh-in with him. I'm like, you are? I was like, I thought that would be the one thing we're not like with Spencer and maybe ate too much afterwards. I think Brock Height speculated there was something mm-hmm. like that where, you know, maybe overhydrated or over Um But either way, it was a weird finish. And does the, I mean, after, here, here's what I'm getting at. You get to, you look at Bresser, match one at the end, pitch and any match, Started to trend the other way at the end. Dayton fixed two times. And we have a limited sample size of matches where Spencer Lee's been challenged. So, yeah, we got to go back to Akron 2015. But in Akron mm-hmm. 2015, it was Spencer early and Dayton late in mm-hmm. four, in a four-minute match. Two four-minute match. four matches. So is that the thing? Hold them off. Maybe grab wrists, Hang on. Um, don't come forward against Spencer early on and see what you can do late is that becoming the template here?
0: Uh I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on it but um
1: it, 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 I, it's certainly uh a, a wiser approach than pers- going after him early. Sure, sure, but I mean, remember he did
0: he came back in the junior world finals, he had a big hole and he came back Um yeah. in in the Bresser match, I mean, come on, if he pops his shoulder out, he wins. So like, like. But still, he didn't that that match. The match late.
1: Th- yeah, I know. But that match was going. I mean, it's there for him to win a uh, ten different ways. If he just let him up, he would have won immediately. If he ridden him out, he would have won. No, no questions asked. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm saying. He I, he didn't fade though in that. I wouldn't say he faded in that match. I don't know. And maybe maybe not physically, but his decision making became poor. Yeah,
0: m- maybe. I think more than saying a fatigue factor or or anything like that, like we typically say about guys that lose matches late. Maybe it's a uh, maybe a rattled or a, an unsurety. Yeah. Right.
1: But yeah, perhaps, perhaps. I mean, someone because would...
0: it looked it looked like Spencer. I don't know. It looked like maybe he was a little confused about how to finish that match off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I because typically you just see him. Once he gets rolling, he keeps rolling until there's early termination in the match, and you didn't have it there. So I, I don't know. I, I I mentioned that you know if you're pitch, you you should feel like okay if I get this guy again, I I can beat him. Um, would you take? Would I take him? Not necessarily after seeing the way that first first period materialized, but uh, you, you can see a way for for pitching to win the match.
0: Sure, I wouldn't be surprised if if pitch won. I wouldn't be shocked, but I would pick Spencer because I don't think I don't think the third period. I don't think the second half of the match goes like that again for Spencer.
1: Yeah, and that's fair too. That's another way you can look at. it. You can say, man, I I'll take Spencer by more next time because that's not going to happen late, and he's going to continue as he's kind of figuring out this Division One game, a seven minute match, hour weigh in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he's going right, so to the- figure it out.
0: Yeah, so the rest of the duel, you know, 33 went as expected, 41 went as expected, 49, 57. Well,
1: couldn't you, didn't you think, uh, I mean, four matches in, it seemed obvious to me, well, Oklahoma State doesn't have it today. They they just collectively, it was like, this is not good. And, and Oklahoma State's one of those teams where you can see collectively, the collective high and low performance. <laughs> It really is. Frequently. It
0: is. It's a, like freakish, right?
1: Yeah. So so uh, I I thought early on, uh-oh, this isn't good. I think our Oklahoma State predictions are going to get annihilated here because they just did not. I mean, Boo got teched. Uh, Dean gets a takedown in the first 10 seconds. I know you could say that's Dean, but not always, not necessarily, not against Vince Turk, okay? And even yeah. Cade um, – I thought he could have done more against Lauks. So I thought early on, this is, this is going to be a long one for Oklahoma State. And it was. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't get
0: Dean not working for more points. And then by contrast, you know, you're seeing Oklahoma State not really look sharp. And then Sorensen looked as sharp as ever. I mean, uh, not – I, you know, what is, what is boo? Yeah. But we often, we often, um, we have often like Dean kind of criticized or not criticized, but say Sorensen could do more. Sorensen could put up more points. Well, he did there and he looked, he looked crisp and he also looked strong as an ox.
1: Oh, he's, he's so powerful. And, and you have to, I mean, other than Zane, he is, I would guarantee the strongest 149 in the country. And you have to remember Boo's a forty-one pounder in a perfect world. He'll be wrestling at 141. So a bulked up um 141 pounder against Brandon Sorensen. But even still, to, to tech him that yeah. way mm-hmm. and not tech him with, you know, three four point tilts, but to tech him basically on takedowns, other than the two and two early, I don't know if he got another near fall point. I think it was all takedowns except for those two near falls. So to me, it's two things. One, wow, good job, Brandon Sorensen, you look outstanding. Two, does does John need to start looking at Geo? Um, let's go to let's go to our Geo correspondent, uh, Parkersburg Zone, <coughs> Kyle Bracky, for the 149 talk for Oklahoma State.
2: Yeah, so Geo Magic needs another shot. I mean, Boo two starts, 0 oh and 2.
1: Mm, that's a zero percent.
2: Right. I mean, no one's taking control that way. If I'm, they have two home this weekend. If I'm John, maybe you split. I mean, I think you just until someone takes control of the spot. The best win anyone has
1: is Geo over Solomon, and he also well, he also has Geo Magic. He has Geo Magic, but also Boo beat Leith, right? Remember? Am I remembering this correctly? I'm pretty sure that that is uh, a true story. Uh, well, I don't remember that, so I'm gonna say it's false. It's true. Um, hey, Boo did beat, beat <laughs> number four Grant Leith.
2: Okay, so they cancel out. Um, no, I, Sol- why do they cancel out? Why do they
1: cancel out? A Grant Leith win is better than Solomon Because they both Soliman- have good Chisco.
2: wins, so wipe the slate clean. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> is it better than Solomon Cisco win?
1: Yeah. I mean, currently, as the current rankings are now displayed, Grant Leith ranked fourth, Solomon Cisco 11th. So. Either way, I think you have to give Gio another shot. Boo has had his chance to take control of the weight and hasn't done anything. Yeah. Uh I don't disagree with you. I I really thought this is gonna be Boo's weight. Talking with people close to the program, they love Boo. They think he's outstanding. But oh, here's another thing, Willie. <laughs> I know you you didn't you didn't give us uh, a ton of intel, but maybe you can give us this little nugget. Why are they not considering taking one of those forty nines and making them a fifty seven? Or is John's better than both of them?
2: I said that. I was like, why doesn't the loser this wrestle off go up to fifty seven? <laughs>
0: Bracky said it. Yeah, I mean, I have no intel on that. I I I wondered the same thing.
1: Um, Just internally, you didn't think, "Hey, Chris Perry, what's up?" (laughs) No, and didn't occur to him.
0: Here's the thing: Gio was not working out in Oklahoma uh, in Italy.
1: Not exercising? No, Mm. I didn't
0: see him work out once. So maybe he's dinged up.
2: So maybe he's dinged up. So maybe the spot is his.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Well, we should
2: start yeah. a theory board. The spot's his. He's just dinged up.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. That's fair. So he could be dinged up. He could be. He Maybe he just has, has a magical workout routine because geomagic. So, yeah, that's, the, that's their 149 situation. It would seem to behoove them to use one of those guys at 57. But then again, talk about bulked up 41 pounders. They kind of both are. I think Geo may have a better frame to go up to fifty-seven than Boo. See, I kind of thought the opposite. Boo really, seems, Boo seems longer to me. You just want what's best. You just want what you want you for just Geo. What's
0: best for Geo.
1: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, duh. Geo magic.
0: You, you, well, we you, talked you, about we talked about in a previous show like thoughts for next year with maybe Joe moving up to sixty-five, right? Yeah. And us not understanding that, I think, I think what they're seeing is they don't have. They don't really even have a 40 a full size 49 how are they gonna get a they're gonna get a 41 up to a 57
1: they might not be big enough at 49 but they could be big enough they for 57 be big enough 57 just think about it just get them just whatever here's all you even need to do whoever you decide should be your 57 pounder you throw out whoever is currently living with Derek white and make that person live with Derek white and just everything that he eats and does and watches, just everything. Just You just become Derek White, uh, a 150-pound version of that person, and you will get bigger, okay? The cowboy Derek bulk White job is, is so not... Huge. All right, well, hey,
0: let's keep moving. I want to get to that match, but first we have to talk about 65. But
1: first, we have to talk about Asics. Thank you, Asics, for your support of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. And
0: completely, now... Completely organic plug there.
1: I mean, you said but first. That's just kind of my cue, but first... Because I was thinking, but first a word from our sponsor. Because you hear that on radio, I was like, oh! But first, let's give a word to our sponsor, Asics. And now to the <laughs> second, but first, go ahead, Willie. So the
0: matchup at 65, Alex Marinelli and and Chandler Rogers. Mm. It, this was one of those ones that were, you know, considered a toss up, and it went like much of the duel. It went I was way. It went the Bulls way. I I, I thought um. I thought Alex pushed the pace. I thought Alex won on on grit as much as anything.
1: grit coins uh, i th- I think the first the first exchange to me was the weirder, not weirder. I didn't know what Chandler was doing. he got in on a beautiful head inside single and it lo- he looked to be in great position and he immediately switched head outside. Now I don't know if if boo or boo, oh my goodness if bull. Like threw his head out there. It didn't look like it. And and he ended up on that a high crotch crackdown position where he was fighting more of that hit power of of Marinelli. And then he couldn't get the finish. And eventually, over time, Marinelli, showing off his power, gave up the... uh, earned the takedown. And that was really the match-deciding takedown.
0: Yeah, that's the way I saw it too. I, I thought that Chandler kind of... Kind of broke on that. I mean, he's hanging there. He's hanging there on that single, and he leaves it go. And you, you kind of knew, what, what, watching the action, like if he breaks his grip, bull, he, bull's gonna be sc- scrambled behind. And that's precisely what happened. And that was that was a pretty much the whole match.
1: Yeah, watching that match, I felt, <clears throat> man, Alex Marinelli is just more powerful than than I realized. For him to score off off that counter to the the hit power that he has when on the other attacks that Chandler took. I just think man, he's probably you know, he's not attacking much. He wasn't really scoring off his own leg attacks. I still think that's a you is getting his hand raised and he's getting his hand raised. But eventually there's going to come a time he's going to have to get a leg attack takedown here and, and he might need multiple. His best shot I like
0: I like his his best shot is where he posts those Post those hands and shoots a double. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his go-to, right? Um, I think that's a great one. If you're good at a at a shot, I think that's a great one to have, especially late in matches that, when people are fading.
1: Yeah, so good job by Bull, 74. Um, we thought we were going to get some Carver Magic with Gunther. Didn't happen.
0: What do you say? God, Gunther?
1: God, Gable, Gunther.
0: God game will
1: go it almost happened it almost happened but then uh uh Steve Bowman versus uh versus <laughs> Keegan Moore Steve Bowman Chevy Dodge I figured out that's, that's a it's uh, a it's a car dealership no Mitch Bowman he, early on I was like oh whoops we really were wrong about this Keegan Moore thing because he was in no way better than um Bowman and yet. He still kinda had a chance to win at the end, but he has no like it was so easy for Bowman to get to his legs, it was just mind blowing. I thought he would be able to hand fight. I thought Moore would have been way too big and strong and like would have just horsed him around with underhooks and stuff. Not so. Did not happen. Yeah, I mean Willie was a big Bowman guy. He was pretty woke on I,
0: this. I I took Bowman. Yeah. I mean, think I think I think Bowman's solid. I don't know if he's, you know, special, but uh, more.
1: I, I'm I'm prepared to rule out the specialness. He's definitely uh, not special. Last
0: week, uh, well, I'm trying to be kind. Okay. Last week, um,
1: let's be honest.
0: I said Keegan Moore. You know, t- he didn't he didn't do anything offensively against Pete Renda, and you go, well, that's Pete Renda, and I get that, but no, it, he didn't even. It looked like he didn't even try to score. I mean, you could say it's Pete Renda, but uh, it's what he's doing. It was like he wasn't forcing
1: anything. He wasn't looking to take a shot. Well, I'm pretty sure Bowman scored more points on him than Renda did. I, I know. That's 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 well, surprising.
0: Here's, here's the thing about wrestling is that if you want to win, you have to score points. So I don't care if Bowman scored more points on him than Renda did. Well, I'm Keegan saying- Moore's
1: did score points. He scored like five or six. Um, uh oh. Yeah, well, not enough. He didn't. Oh, so didn't what, take, So what is it? He doesn't score points, or does? I mean, you're, you're you're shifting it. What? What is it? I'm not shifting
0: it. I'm not shifting it at all. You're Man, making it that,
1: sound like I knew he wasn't going to score points. Then I'm like, well, he did actually score points. You're like, well, not enough. Well, no crap. But he doesn't
0: force the issue,
1: right? Yeah. I think he. I think he's trying to be. He's trying to force guys to shoot on him, but then he he can't actually defend it. So it's just the ultimate backfire. It's not good strategy. So that was 84. May we never speak of this match again. 197. Never. Never again. Weigel takes out cash. Money millionaires. Uh, pretty basic Preston Weigel dub. He's good on top. Got takedowns. I actually
0: thought, uh, yeah, I thought he looked, pretty good. He looked uh, pretty good. like Overall, right, like Oklahoma State, you don't. You look at this duel and you're like, eh, they didn't look so high. Weigel I thought
1: looked good. Weigel I thought looked good. And moving to heavyweight, I thought Derek White did pretty good. I kind of felt stupid picking him. I was like, no, Stoll is just so freaking strong and big. I mean, but he held on as long as he could. Uh, Did he lose in – no, he got taken down in In sudden victory too. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. he held him off. He had one really nice attack. He scored first, right? He got the first takedown. Nope, there was not
2: a takedown. Until. No,
1: they didn't even no? allow a takedown in this. Yeah. <laughs> it was against the rule to score one. But one time, he almost broke the rules and got in on a nice attack on the edge and stole, um, put his paw on the uh, on the gym floor, and then they uh, they blew it back, so he had to go. I gotta go.
0: I'm gonna go back and watch that match.
1: You should definitely.
0: Um. I thought that the size issue – I mean, the size issue to me was the compelling thing going in. Sol yeah. stole such a bear, and Derek White's smaller, and it's the only time you will say Derek White's smaller, but Derek White's smaller and more active. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think White answered a bell, right? Like, I mean, the only, the only real data point we had on him before that was Hughes one zero.
1: Yes, as, as far as how he does against the enormous guys. So he did uh, admirably. Well, not, just,
0: not just the enormous guys, but the highly ranked guys.
1: Yeah. So Stoll wins that one, but we haven't even discussed, and maybe maybe we shouldn't discuss it too much because it's pure speculation, but John Smith got a team point taken away. And that, to <laughs> me, is very, very surprising. Also, if you look through the box scores, it's a sea of, of team points taken away. There were, there were a, so I
2: do all the box scores, there were a ton this weekend. What is going on? It's getting chippy. It's that time of year. But most of them were coach-related, not wrestler-related. Because it specifies unsportsmanlike conduct and then, like, control of Matt, which is clearly the coaches. Yeah. But it was mostly control of Matt. <laughs> we need to talk there about that, by boy. the way.
0: Kyle, I don't know if you remember specifically, but there was one duel that there was three team points taken away in
2: one duel. It was Northwestern and Wisconsin. Yeah. It's a very bitter rivalry. So that one involved wrestlers. We'll just see if we have the footage. But after one of the matches, both teams got an unsportsmanlike conduct. And then later on, Wisconsin had another team. Wisconsin had two team points taken away, and Northwestern had one by the end of the duel.
1: Did Storniello bring, like, a building inspector and, like, check out like the Ooh. the ceiling was there something wrong with the <laughs> the code or something of the building maybe cuz that's those are fighting words i could see also, i could see coach davis taking taking offense here's
2: to that. here's another thing talking about the team points imar had a point taken away yeah because he said something to an official and it's kind of something i want to hit on
3: well
1: i'll say this imar said <laughs> he told the ref he needs to do his job I mean, come on, that's a bit much.
0: That... Yeah, I'm uh, don't be surprised if you <laughs>
1: All I said was he needs to do his job. Well, how come... Okay, All I said was you I stop. get that, I get that,
2: but, like, how come in football and basketball these, like, players can just berate the officials and, like, nothing happens? And, like, Tanner Hall asks, like, tells the ref he's, like, pulling one finger, and they're like, are you kidding me? Like, don't talk to me.
3: Let's yeah. F- like, here's the point, and... W- I don't I don't get the point. Bill Belichick can scream bleep this bleep that every word under the sun at the official. They're not going to take a team point away from the Patriots. Well,
1: that doesn't exist is the main reason that that's.
3: But I'm I'm <laughs> saying any coach, any athlete in any other sport could could scream to the high heavens and they're not going to take a team point away. I don't know if that's true. Well, I'm just I mean, talking
1: college
2: athletics. College. Too. Like I was watching college basketball last night and you see like they're li- like they get called for fouls and they like they're throwing their arms. They're talking to the officials. Yeah. And like, you can't talk to an official in wrestling, right? Mm-mm.
0: No, I was watching Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. The guys were in the teams were in like a full scrap. They're pu- pushing, you know, slapping and stuff. And the officials are the officials are getting all beat up, banged around, and they're just like, "Come on, guys, break it up." I'mar <laughs> says, or Tanner All says, "Look, he's grabbing my fingers," and they're like, "Team point or uh, match
1: point." Uh, Match I, is over. I can't wait for someone to be like, "I'm bleeding out of my ear." Take a team, <laughs> team point. Team point.
0: No, I'm, so on the John Smith thing, I didn't, I didn't think that was maybe egregious, but I just find it ironic, right? I find it. I mean, the the Brands brothers are sort of known for, um, being boisterous and moving <laughs> around and running around. There was a match this year that they that they touched an official while the match was going on. Um, no team point there. So I don't know if it was that John Smith shouldn't have gotten a team point taken away, but it's sort of ironic.
1: Yeah, it is ironic when, you know, I think it was Terry. He ta- he tapped the ref when Stoll had rational on his back. It is ironic when Zeke Jones like becomes a tapper in a match and is just like out there in dead center. Um, Oh, yeah, that was crazy I think too. Yeah, I right? think that's he what bothers the me the
0: most
2: is these officials just pick and choose when they want to call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least call it, like, consistently or don't call it at all, but don't just pick and choose when you want to call
1: it. Yep. And, I mean, what the thing is, did John maybe say something audacious? I have no idea. I mean, that's, uh, what, that's what you have to assume happened because it's not something where, oh, you were standing in the wrong place. It, it wasn't anything like that. It was... I'm assuming, questioning judgment. I don't know. I've been to a lot of Oklahoma State duels, and I have, I mean,
2: you hear John get on the officials, but it's nothing like across the line, or yeah. like, I, I don't know, maybe the ref was just, just close your ears and, and ref the match. And yeah. even so,
3: the point remains that it's ridiculous that it is even possible to take away a team point. Right, I agree. Like th- that, that is the overarching thing <laughs> the thi- here. The
1: thing is, there's nothing else you can do. It's not like you can't penalize yardage. Okay. You can't give How him a technical. F- How a te- about You give him a second warning. Okay, so he—the reason
2: it was a Team Boys, he already had a warning because he went mm-hmm. and talked to the official,
1: which that's a stupid. Yes, thing Yes, it too. is.
2: Why when stand. you go, why when you call the yeah. official to the table to like, maybe even you're not questioning him, like you're just asking for an explanation. They automatically have to call you for question. It's the rule. Yes, it's a rule. <laughs> no. Correct. So that's it's the no. only reason there was a team point because that was his second warning. Okay, so maybe we make it three warnings, and like after your third one, like you have to like go to the locker room or something. Like you can't finish the dual coaching. There's other coaches there. Yeah, ejection why do we, is. I, yeah, why do we have to take a team point away? You go.
1: To, you go to the table and be like, "Hey, the building's on fire." The yeah. Black- Team point. Yeah, oh,
0: no. <laughs> you're out of your you're out of your area. Warning. Team point. Okay, and warning. You know what else about team points is? I mean, certainly different than say in football, you get penalized yardage. In wrestling, you get penalized a team point. It's almost, it's actually two team points because you, you get the point taken away, and let's say the duel ends seventeen seventeen. You know what the first criteria is?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah if you yeah. have a team, team points uh, anyway. yeah. yeah, penalty points so that's it, only the case in high school Will.
0: it costs you the duel in two ways
1: oh nomad's an expert of the tiebreaker criteria he would like to push back at your uh, yeah. your interpretation of the tiebreaker he has it what saved
2: the- on his desktop
1: i i looked it
3: up because uh, because bader in the whiteboard war had it tied and th- i was like okay i don't actually know i should probably look it up it's greatest number of victories the first then, t- the
1: first tiebreaker is most points well
3: yes first tiebreaker is most points <laughs> Then it's greatest number of individual match victories. Then it's combined total number of six-point wins. Then total match points scored from decisions, major decisions, and tech falls. And then it just gets weird. And it's total near fall points scored only from decisions, major decisions, and tech falls. So it doesn't get down to hold on. Well, it doesn't get down to unsportsmanlike until criteria F. Penalty
0: points aren't part of the criteria.
3: Criteria F. Criteria F. In 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 high school, it's criteria. A or one, depending yeah. on. but well, in college it's F. Okay, it's weird. F, which is oh, that's good, I guess, right? Also, to to Bracky's point about uh, ejection, that would be awesome. Like, think about all the times oh that that MLB umps throw out managers, Sh- right, and chuck just it bring em. them up. Well, okay, so officials would
2: abuse that and like chuck guys for no reason for no reason. Oh no, crap! But, but it would be awesome. Also. Coaches use that as like a motivating factor. Yeah, <laughs> and it would be awesome to see like one of them just go nuts. Dude, what to it like, m- yeah, and like the crowd's going nuts. He's like, <laughs> you can see John Smith Dude, like, open is- up the crowd and Gallagher <laughs> iba while
1: like the crowd's going nuts. This could make for must-watch TV. We need yes, eliminate taking the points. Yeah, in inner ejection. Yes. emphatic. The refs have to emphatically. Baseball-style eject, <laughs> yeah. they have to go out to the crazy crowd throwing, everyone gets fired up, it'll be awesome. Please, I don't want to see coaches ejected, but yes, I absolutely do. <laughs> they, won't. they won't
0: eject anybody. They don't even want to call stalling. They're not going to kick John I Smith out. I absolutely
1: think they will. Oh, they would love to. Yes. Dude, that, they would love that. We'd that keep power. stats on it. Who we might get more officials
2: come out if they can eject people. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it could be a great recruiting thing. Instead of, like, you know, you dub they give the cards. It's like, here. Oh, gosh. What is this, soccer? You know what? It's like, they get mad, and it's like, hold on, let me get in my pocket here. How about the time (laughs) the,
2: the, uh, how about the time the Russian guy slapped the ref? He was like, the Russian dude was, like, stormed at him, like, he was going to punch him, and he's putting a card in He's like, hold on,
3: hold on. I got (laughs) one of these. (laughs) It's magic, like, this is my force field. It will stop you.
1: (laughs) What? He's like, I'm from Russia, bro. You, th- you think, think that's gonna
2: stop me? Cards gonna stop me? A we have ca- we have card? rules. But um, if, if the ref would have just ejected him, he would have turned right around and
0: gone.
1: I know. If he just went, yeah, like fist pump. <laughs> All right, I gotta figure out um uh, what else we need. A few few little notes. And well, what do you
0: take away? What do you take away from Iowa and Oklahoma State?
1: <laughs> I mean, nothing. I feel like uh, well, I, here-
0: feel- <laughs> I watched the whole duel. No opinion about them going forward. Uh, I, I don't think Oklahoma State has looked right all year. All
1: year. They they have, is there one match you could point to say, yeah, the Cowboys look good here. No, they were taking losses at Journeyman. They didn't look great in Italy. They didn't look great here. Not at um, not Elevation. Good thing NCAAs
0: oh. isn't in Denver.
2: <laughs> right. Yo, so here's where they're going to get right, though. They don't, they don't leave Stillwater again until February 18th.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: So, a h- month? Yes, they have... A month homestand?
1: Yes, they have seven home duels in a row. Well, think about how many home matches... They haven't had hardly any home matches this
3: They've
1: had this one. Year. One. That's Minnesota.
3: right. I remember writing the article about their their uh, schedule share being like, have we ever seen a team get seven home duels in a row?
2: So this is where they'll get right and turn it up and peak like they always do in March. The I problem think so too. The problem is we're not going to see them wrestle When's there.
1: Oh, they got Missouri. In they like- have Missouri, got Missouri coming in.
2: So they it's West Virginia Kent State this weekend. Mm. Um, Then a Missouri, Iowa State. Okay. And then Northern Iowa comes to town. Oh, that's tough. And then you finish with Edinburgh and Oklahoma.
1: Okay. So they they have a couple of tough duels in yeah. there. So mm-hmm. we'll get to see. We'll get to evaluate.
0: Well, I think so, too. Um, you're saying the level of competition. You know, they're not gonna. They're not gonna have a Penn State in, in that stretch. You're not gonna have a Penn State, Ohio State, whatever. But I think Oklahoma State is so. You you see how they are, right? You can. I, I think you can see how if they're all clicking against whatever competition they're wrestling. Because I mean, they didn't look great against Northern Colorado and Wyoming, right?
1: No, certainly not. So I think. I think Kyle's right they'll they'll get it together we've We've seen this before with Oklahoma State down performances, but come big twelves and NCAAs I think they're gonna be they're in, they'll be in the mix for the trophy. I don't think they have the horses to contend top two, but uh to, I mean who really does uh, looking around a couple other notes I mean we'll talk about next week Thursday in full, but just guys, it's gonna be NATO Spencer Lee on Sunday. I mean, that is that's all time. And will we see PD3? I believe PD3. That, I believe well, that, smart. I believe that we will, but will it be at 184? Could it be at 197? I don't know. That would be surprising, but maybe not. Maybe it shouldn't surprise us. Are
2: you trying to tell us that
1: you're hearing something? I got my ear to these streets, Kyle. Maybe he won't go down. Maybe he will. I want
0: to know, wanna know uh, my first first item on my agenda is determining what large cut of meat we're making for next Sunday.
1: That's a big question. That's a question on my mind as well. Why do you keep saying next Sunday? It's literally this weekend. It's, it's yeah. in f- it's this five Sunday. days. Five days. Because yeah. he doesn't know, because you, know, you want to know why? Because it doesn't matter because he's not coming home. Yeah. He's gone for you know that, that unlimited time off. You know why off? I keep
0: saying next Sunday? Because we made these plans last week and it was next Sunday then. Kyle, don't. You're going to get punched. <laughs> get back. Christian's going to get punched when I get back, and then we're going to eat a big roast.
1: Yes. We'll and make, we'll make up like friends and eat and watch football. And I just got to say this. Chris Bono, if you're out here teasing like this yeah. and you don't bump, Bono, I there's nothing I can physically do to get reparations, but I will be upset. If you get me all excited about you doing what I've never seen done, I've never seen it. It could have happened. I asked if it's happened. No one really seemed to know. Yeah. What do you mean you never seen it happen? Number one, bump to number one. When's that happened? The 80s? Yeah.
0: You know what? It's funny that he puts that out there and everybody's like, everybody's like, oh my God, that would be awesome. And then you take a step back and you're like, wait a second. Why doesn't this ever happen?
1: It never happens.
0: Like, oh my God, no way can he bump up one weight class. Nope, can't do it. Why? would we do that? Uh, it should happen more often. Um, the only time that I know of Christian, and I don't know if they were one versus one, but Penn State Prescott moved up.
1: Well, he was like he was trying 126. It wasn't like a. Oh, is that what it was? It's not like he was. He did eventually go back down to 118, but. My recollection is he was wrestling at that up weight, got worked by Terry, and then he's like, this was not – I've made a huge mistake and, and uh, started eating less and got back down to the weight where Terry Brands wasn't. Um, but that, that was like a classic one, right? A historian could correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe it's, it's happened in quite some time. And even if that's the case, we're talking about the 90s. And as I yeah. said, I've never seen it. I didn't see that happen and uh either did you Willie. But it was amazing. Those um, two
2: are one and one against each other cuz
1: mm-hmm. they hit when they were at 41. Mm.
3: They discussed that on
1: Twitter last night. They did. So yeah, t- Bryce is talking about it. Seth is talking about it. Seth wants it. Coach Bono, I think he's he's working out the numbers I think we might have Bono on Thursday. Oh, by the way, this is a Thursday duel.
2: Thursday duel all by
1: itself. All on its own in this little his little Brookings Island. Okay, little SDSU Wyoming gift. Just like the Wyoming Oklahoma State was just this great, different kind of a weekday gift. Tuesday night gift. Oh, yes. I love those gifts. I, I, a coach, Bono should always be doing this. Bono and, and other smart coaches do the Tuesday, the Monday, the Thursday duel. I know it's not always ideal, but, man, you get a lot of eyeballs. A lot of people yeah, get excited. You
0: just have, like, Bono, just make your duels on Thursday. We'll, have, we'll start a thing. It'll be Get Jack Thursdays.
1: Oh yeah, get Jack Thursdays. #WillBonoBump I'm I'm all in on this Thursday duel. I kind of wish I was going. I'm not. Holmes is headed up there. Um, we may be doing some cool production things. Yet to be determined. Um, so their first match was
2: five-four Meredith mm. in the duel in Frost Arena. Ooh, Frost. Arena. And then at Big Twelve, Seth Gross won eight to three. Yeah, he split him. He hit a nasty banana split on Bryce. Williams.
1: Is there any banana split that you're like, that's na not nasty? They've, they've <laughs> Very all true. been nasty. Very like, true. Oh my gosh. Um, go check those out on floorwrestling.org.org.edu. Um so, man, we want duels to matter. Bump up number one to wrestle number one. For real. And you know, here's the thing. Here's here's what I kind of want to say, but I don't want to say. Who cares? In in one year, nobody is going to remember who won this duel. But everyone is going to remember the match they bumped up number one to wrestle number one. That's all everyone is going to talk about, and how cool that is. Um, and
0: here's another thing: I know that maybe doesn't people don't think this way, but the rankings thing—it doesn't matter to the rankings thing, right? Yeah. It's not going to like if Seth Gross beats if the number one at 133 beats the number one at 141. We're you're not going to bump Meredith down.
1: No, so no. there's
0: no implication there. So just do
1: it. Just do it. It's just a it's just a nice little gift you can give wrestling uh, humanity. How so many gifts. All, all these gifts. This is the this is the greatest gift potentially. All right, that's pretty much it. I feel like that we could go another 20 minutes on some uh, peripheral things, uh, unless Willie has something. I I mean Willie's got nothing but time living in Easton now. So any questions, hit him up because we may never see him again.
0: It, actually, hopefully I make hey, it back. I don't know if you guys are. I know you're in the real struggle down there. What is it raining right now?
1: Yeah, it's raining, but we're here. I'm
0: sorry, I'm sorry for your hardship.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we're sorry that you're not here with us, enjoying yeah. fellowship. Um,
2: have fun on your extended vacation. Yeah, Unlimited in, vacation. Sorry.
1: Unlimited time off. It must be nice. You know, that's what that's white collar Willie. That's how he rolls. Yep, you Pete. know these. We hope to one day have these perks.
3: PTO actually stands for permanent time
1: off. <laughs> permanent time off, but still permanent, PPTO, permanent paid time off. Oh, that's great. It's really the ultimate. He was able to retire at what, how old are you, Willie, 38?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Retire- no, I'm 39, I think. Oh, well, <laughs> oh my God. I'm not sure. I'm, we have to go. Do you know who else I can ask? I mean, I figured you would be my go-to on your own age, but Um, no, I'll, I'll text your 39. mom. 39. Yeah, I'm 39. He's 39. <laughs> One year away, boys. <laughs> hey, all right.
0: Really, after after you're like 21, who cares?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't care. Age, age ain't nothing but a number. But let's get out of here. Let's play us out. Um, <laughs> this this has been this has been. A I want well, to
0: see Nomad's haircut.
1: I didn't get to. You it? know what? People in Austin, Texas, all get to see it. Yeah. And no, you, know you don't okay. get to
2: see it until you're here.
1: Yeah, period. That's your no punishment.
2: Man,
0: Spay needs a haircut. People in hell he hell on ice water. water. He was like hanging out with Fabio this weekend.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Someone...
2: Someone tell Andrew Spay to get a haircut. Everyone, hit
1: up at Spay Russell. Tell him, get a haircut, bro. His, his hair looks awesome. No. You don't know what awesome hair looks like. You don't even know like. what awesome is. You don't know. Although he kind of does now. He kind of does, but he—but here, here's the problem. It looks—it'll never look better than this, and he's gonna let it grow into that meth mop. And <laughs> meth that's, mop, my lord! Yeah, meth, meth mop. That's what I'm calling your hair All now. Right. That's meth and mop. That's how we end the show. We the gotta go. Mop. We have to go. We're out. Don't do meth. Buy Asics.
0: See ya.